It's a blessing to be in the presence of the Lord. Thank him that he has made it possible for you to be here. Many would have loved to be here, but they are not. And if you are, it is by his grace. So thank him. Father, we thank you for tonight. We open our hearts, Lord, to receive your engrafted word, which is also able to save our souls. Bless us as we spend time in your presence this evening. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated, everybody. Beautiful. Well, I'm continuing from where we left off last week. And this evening, I'm going to share on be ready for a long fight. You and I must understand that... As long as we have life, everything that must come to us must come through a fight. And sometimes when you have received something, you have to also fight to keep it. Do you understand? That's how life is. It's like if you are planning to buy a car. I mean, what it takes to buy a car is not easy. Buying a car is not like buying a bread. Buying bread. There are two different things altogether. A lot of saving, a lot of negotiation, a lot of planning, you know, thought goes into it. And after you have bought the car, that's not the end. You don't just get up and every day you spark and you move, you spark and you move. Problems will come. Something will spoil. Something would have to be changed, you know. You don't give up. What do you do? You still continue spending money to keep it. It is a long fight. If your mind is that I've bought a car, you shouldn't have a problem, you abandon it. That's why some people, when they are giving cars as gifts, they abandon it. They can't maintain it. Sometimes you have to be careful what you are praying for. Yeah. As you get the thing, you realize that I didn't think that it was going to be expensive to keep it. I didn't know that this is what it means to have a car. You have to do a road certificate. You have to do what? insurance. You have to do what? Driver's license. You have to buy petrol, change oil, regular maintenance, change tires, brake pads. Somebody will scratch you. You have parked your car. You come. Somebody has changed the design of the car. You see? You have to go and do body works. It's like, it, it's, it's, you have to have a mind that this thing that I have, it is going to take something else to keep it. That's how marriage also is. Many of you have dreams of, I mean, when you marry, you'll be happy. I mean, some guys feel that. I hear some humming and, I don't know where it's coming from. 
If you can deal with it, please deal with it right now. It's as if there's some, uh, uh, I don't know, some printing press working in the background. Yeah. All right. I, I think it's here. I can. All right. So come and deal with it, brother. That's how marriage also is. You see? If you marry, some men think that, oh, as you have married, your wife will be cooking for you. I mean, taking care of the house. When you come home, I mean, she has served you. Hey! Hey! It's not like that. Yeah, some women to have dreams. I mean, when I marry this man, he will buy me diamond ring. He will buy me gold chain. He will buy me what? Nice dresses. He will take me out for dinner. We'll be going to the, uh, where? Uh, every month, we'll be doing what? We'll be going for dinner. Hey! <laughs> no. No. It is not like that. Taking walks at the beach. Walks at the beach. Hey! I tell you. I'm telling you. Holding hands. Hey! Charlie, when was the last time you held your wife's hand? When was the last time you, the wife, cried, you held your husband's hand and walked on the streets? Yeah. But you see, it must come with a mindset that the beautiful thing you want to see is a long-term thing you have to work at. When you join the church, don't join a church because I came, I'm looking for a job. I came, I'm looking for a husband. I came, I'm looking for a wife. You see, when you have this stopgap measures in your mind as an end result of your faith, you will not belong in the church. Because look, sometimes you can be in the church for five years. No boy has proposed. The people in the church, the brothers in the church, they are always praying, holding their waist, shaking their head. When they say we are praying for wives, they are praying, watch and pray, watch and pray. They pray, but they don't watch. Yeah. If you're not careful, if you came expecting to meet a husband, you can be in the church for 10 years. There are people who have been here for 10 years. No husband has proposed to them. If you're not careful, one day you pack your bags and go somewhere you shouldn't go to. Yeah. 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 You have to understand it. It's a long fight. Yeah. It's a long fight. Do you get what I'm saying? You can finish school and get good degrees. Did a good course. But you realize that you don't just get a job after you, you are finished school. Sometimes some people can be in the house for two years, four years. I know somebody was at home for six years. It's not easy. If you want to give up on things, you will never be able to enjoy life. For consider him who suffered the contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be worried in your mind and faint. Jesus Christ had to put up a fight and a resistance to become who we know him as. If you don't understand these things and you don't apply it to yourself, you always think that everything must work. When you pray, some people feel that when they fast and pray, immediately answers must be provided. Sometimes we, we can pray for souls. That, that's the day that people will not come to church. Yeah. You go and do outreaches. You call people. You visit them. 
They tell you they are coming to church the following Sunday. Come and pick them. You call them in the morning. They, their phones are off. You come to church, they don't come. And some people that you are expecting to come also will not come. Hey, you'll be discouraged. Yeah. Because if God makes us feel that anytime we go and pray, we do outreaches, the church just grows like that. We'll be proud. We'll be proud. Yeah. Mm. So sometimes you have to have a mind that I am in this and I am in it for a long fight. So be ready. Are you ready? That's why people walk out of the church. This, this morning I was watching consecration of Episcopal sisters and three, uh, four bishops. And when, when Bishop was talking about the ladies, it's like all of them have been in the church from, from, from long. L.P. Juan's mother, Episcopal sister, Emilia, she was one of the first members of the church. First member, so. 30-something years. She has now been consecrated uh, Episcopal sister. And you, you, you even, even, even two sheep you don't have. You want to be called what? Lady Reverend. Lady Reverend. You're not serious. Yeah. You want to come and sit in front. <laughs> Lady Episcopal. <laughs> I don't know where your title is coming from. All right. Beautiful. Well, last week, I, I think that I tried to uh, go through the point, but we, we didn't get through it. So let me continue. The first thing we said you must be ready to put a long fight for is for a mega church. If we want our church to grow and we want to see thousands of people coming to church on Sundays. We shouldn't, I don't have the mind that in two years, three years, four years, you start a church, you have thousand members. Pastor Thomas, sometimes when you're not careful and your expectations are beyond the normal, you'll be depressed. That is why many pastors start churches and they give up. And sometimes when they give up, Others come there, continue, and over the years, you see that their churches have become solid. There is no ground that accepts the gospel just easily. Every ground resists. People resist because demonic forces prevail against it. But we thank God that Jesus Christ said, I, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It means that there will be resistance, but you will fight. When they say something cannot prevail against it, it means that you are strong to resist it. The church is built as a strong and unified force that can fight demonic things. Because you see, one of the reasons why people don't just get up in the morning and, and, and just dress up on their own and walk to church is because of the work of demons. Yeah. Yeah. You will see people who are very faithful and go to work every day as it has rained, some people are supposed to go to work in the night. They are supposed to start at 6 o'clock. They are there as I'm talking to you. They have been there. They will not use the rain as an excuse. But a little rain, you will see that many people will not come to church. 
Because you see, there are demonic things. The mind, the, the things that prevent people from coming. It's not, it's not normal. Yeah. And, and we who lead and we who believe must not have a mind that when you start preaching to people and they say the preaching was powerful, I, I enjoyed this preaching, I will come to this church every day. Don't be deceived. If you follow those things, you, you, you'll be depressed. Because there are some people who can come to me after service on Sunday. I've never heard anybody preach like this. You are powerful. You have blessed me. This is my church. I will come every Sunday. One month, people will be calling them. They won't respond to their... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is their church. They will t- this is their church. Yeah. There are some sisters. When you follow them up, oh, I've not stopped their church, but they don't come. They are going to uh, 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 work. They are looking for a job. They are following boyfriends. They are cooking for boys who don't like them. They are dressing to go and show themselves off to boys who don't like them. Yet they can't dress and come to church. If you don't, if you see, if you don't see these things and understand it, you will give up. That's why some people at a point they give up because people are difficult to lead. Yeah, it's a long fight. When you see, when you see a church that has hundred people, respect it. Some people have been in a church for years. One pastor, he said, I was pastoring a church for 12 years. My highest attendance was 42. Yeah. 42. Yeah. 42. Mm. I mean, if you don't have a mind, let me keep at it. Because for some, maybe for you, you are not supposed to have a thousand people. Just be faithful with what you have and, 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 and build the people up. If you are always looking at some pie falling from the sky and bringing you some spectacular results and all those things, no, 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 no. It's just like, I mean, you can be working with a colleague in the same office, you earn the same salary. But you see, at the end of the day, <laughs> the results are different. If you are not careful and you don't understand these things, you will start doing things you shouldn't do. Yeah. So let us have this at the back of our mind. Some of you, as you are sitting here, you have been in the church for years. When we start talking and we start mentioning pastors who have come from 1999, 1998, you know all of them. You you remember where they stayed. You remember them. You have gone on outreaches with them. You have gone on visitations with them. You are still sitting in the church doing nothing. As if you have retired. Yeah, I mean, you have not retired in life, but you have retired in serving God. And you are sitting down watching us as if somebody should come and do the work. If I am your pastor and I see you like that, I will not give up on you. And I will not be discouraged that if, if you are like that, I don't need you around. I will keep doing my work. Somebody will rise up who may also be like you in the 1990s who was visiting with the pastor, who was going on outreaches with the pastor, who can remember many things that they have done. Today you have changed. If my mind is that you should be doing something you, should, you are not doing, I will give up on you. But I know that it takes, as we are growing in life, eh, sometimes you get to a point, people's zeal changes. Even in marriage, some people can marry and be happy at a point, they are like brother and sister. No intimacy. Yeah. Yeah. Even, they, even beds, they sleep in separate beds. Yeah. Sometimes they, 
the, either the man will sleep in the hall and the woman will sleep in the bedroom. He's more than a watchman in the house. Yeah. Always in the hall. I don't know whether he's watching over the TV, watching over the things in the house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when they're married, they're always sleeping on the bed. Yeah, today, the zeal. He needs motivation. You have to counsel him before he goes into the bedroom. His own house. Yeah. People change. You see? Yeah. People change. I tell you. <laughs> yeah. People change. And when you change, we, we don't give up. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen and I've heard Bishop Eddie say, I mean, there are people that sometimes he expects more from them. Because they've been around. They know better. Pastors, people, oh, people that can do the work, who have been trained, who are mature, who are responsible in their various workplaces, who are respected, who understand. When you teach them, they understand. Do you, understand? you see, there are some people like that. There are some people when you teach them, they don't understand. But there are some people when you teach them, they understand. And you expect those kind of people to respond to the work. But sometimes you see that those are the most difficult people to lead. But he doesn't give up. Yeah. When you want things to work, your mind must be that I am fighting for a long time. I'm not going to give up now. Yeah. You are quiet, too. All right. Number two, we, we are talking about four things that require a long fight. So the first one is to have a mega church. And then the second one is to walk in love. Walking in love requires a long fight. Hmm. Walking in love involves practicing mature Christian love and forgiveness. It involves being at peace, being full of joy, gentleness, long-suffering, and kindness. No one achieves these things by reading the book of Galatians once. <laughs> Hearing a sermon on the fruit of the Spirit does not make you achieve the status of walking in love. You will have to fight all your life to be able to really walk in love and forgiveness. Now, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, the Bible says that, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. I mean, it's like the first fruit. Anybody here who is born of the Spirit... How many of you are born again? Some of you are not born again. We'll pray for you after the service to become born again. But many of you are born again. What which means that you are born of the Spirit. That which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Because you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and his death and his resurrection. And you accepted him as your Lord and your personal Savior. And you are now born again. Now, the moment you become born again, you are born of the Spirit, and the fruit you begin to bear is love. The first one, which is the most important, God is love. For God so loved, while we are yet sinners, he commended his love. We know of the death of the love that God has for us. So, when we also become like him in the Spirit, we naturally assume that nature and we are supposed to bear this fruit. So, you must begin to show and exhibit love amongst ourselves. But that is not what we see. There are some of us here who have people that you hate. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Some of you, when you hear something bad about somebody, you, you say, God, I knew it. God has paid him. As a matter of fact, you are fasting and praying that something bad will even happen to that person. Yeah. You know, it is not easy to walk in love. Because people are selfish. How do you love somebody who is selfish? It's not, it's not easy. People are wicked. Wicked. Do you understand the word wicked? How can you love wicked people? Jesus Christ said something interesting. He said, love them that despitefully use you. I mean, how difficult it is. When somebody takes advantage of you and takes you for granted in spite of everything that you have done, you can't just get up and sit down and cross your leg and say, <laughs> we are moving on. No. You can't move on. You start thinking how wicked this person has been and what the person deserves. You start planning. Yeah. Yeah. There are some parents who sometimes eh, regret they had some children. Yeah, because of the way their children are ungrateful, some way, every day bringing problems. When I was young, I remember we had a neighbor and the, the, the woman, I mean the family, they had a brother, there was a guy, he was, uh, we were all young, but he was a bit older than us. And one of the things that I remember about this brother was that he can disappear from the house and they won't find him. Two weeks, three weeks, and then he will come back. And when he comes back, he looks wretched, he looks emaciated, he looks, I mean, some way. And the mother will be beating him, and you'll be hearing the, 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 the screams. I will do it again. 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 Forgive me. Forgive me. And the mother was not giving up, beating the boy. And then after beating, he will be around for some time. <laughs> And he will go again. <laughs> hey! I tell you. And it occurred several times. Yeah. You see, and, and when you are a parent and you have a child like this, I tell you, it's not a sleeping matter. Because even sometimes when your child goes out and doesn't come early, you can't sleep home. It's like they said, oh, I'm going to visit a friend. And 10 o'clock, they haven't come. Some people have curfew. Ten by 10 o'clock, when you go out, you must be in the house. 10 o'clock, they have not come. 11 o'clock, 12, 1 a.m. <laughs> what is happening that my son or my daughter is out 1 a.m.? Some parents cannot sleep. You'll be worried because of the burden of love. But you see, when you have a child like that, it is also like you don't give up on that type of child. Remember the prodigal uh, son? The moment he left the house, the father began to wait for him to come back. And he knew this son would come back. It wasn't a very easy thing to see him let his son go. And you can see the measure of the love. When the son came back, he, he honored him, 
gave him a ring that he didn't even have before he left. Yeah. Yeah. So, you see, some of you, eh, you don't know when love is being shown to you. You don't know it. When you are around and you are being loved, you don't know it. You are just like the prodigal son. You don't know it. So, you just go out. You just do whatever you want to do. It is only sometimes when you go through problems and you come back like this prodigal son, he came to himself and he said, how many servants in my father's house have food to eat and a place to sleep? And look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm living with pigs, animals. I will go to my father's house. And I'm, 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 I don't qualify to be a son. Even if I'm a servant, I will be a happy servant in my father's house. I will go to him and say that I've wronged against you. Against heaven and against you. And have come. I don't qualify to be a son. Just take me as a high servant. I'll be okay. And he took the decision and went back. And as he was coming back, the father saw him from afar. Nobody was expecting him to come. His brother, elder brother, had heard what he was doing. He knew, he had filler. He was getting WhatsApp messages and getting WhatsApp pictures. Yeah, updates. Yeah. Of the girls that the guy was with. The parties he was doing, because that's what he went to do. He was blowing the money, having parties, changing girls, and then everything finished. And as far as the elder brother was concerned, this guy, he doesn't qualify to come back to the house. Some of you, eh, you, are like, you have the elder brother syndrome in the church. You, 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 you pretend as if you don't have wrongs. So when somebody does something, you are quick to judge and to, and to write off such people. Yeah. That thing is very common in the church. That's why Jesus Christ rebuked the Jews. Because they felt that they were righteous. And some people are sinners. Why is Jesus who says that he's a Messiah be working with sinners? You see, when you see God showing love to people you think don't deserve love. You should learn from it. You should learn from it. Some of us are very quick to judge and dismiss all kinds of people. But you see, if you are wise, you will learn that sometimes the people who have wrongs and are some way, hey, they are the ones who are even better before the eyes of God. Jesus Christ said, the publicans and the harlots, they go in before you. Because there are some people, when they make they, they, they go through life and they make mistakes and, and, and suffer things. They learn lessons that, hey, even preaching cannot teach them. And you, you have been here sitting, to, sitting down every day listening to the preaching. You haven't changed. Yeah, you haven't changed. You haven't changed. The elder brother was working with the father who had love. Love for his servants. Love for his children. It's like, what you want, I give you. But I'm also a covering over you. I am interested in your welfare and I want you to be around me. But he didn't see any of that. He didn't see anything. He, he, he was different from his father. He didn't wish his brother well. Even when his brother came, he was so happy. He said, why are you entertaining this boy who has gone to spend your, your, your goods on riotous living? Wildlife. 
He has gone to blow everything. And you are, you are giving him the fatted calf. Me, I'm here with you. I'm working every day. I'm going to the farm. I'm going to the field every day. I'm doing what you want me to do. You have never celebrated me before. You have never given me a calf on my birthday or a, a, a whatever it is. Then, and this guy who has been with prostitutes and has been drinking and, and, and doing drugs has come back. And look at, you have put a ring on his finger. You have put a gown on, on uh, no. That's why sometimes there are some people in the church, when others are given an opportunity, they become angry and they sit back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Some people can leave the choir because somebody has been made to lead a song. And they think that they better qualify this this person who is singing the in the choir. Do do, do they know know, uh, uh, the type of, the number of boys who have slept with her? Yeah, no, me, I've heard comments. Yeah, people, people are here who judge. This girl who is sitting here, she's, she's almost like a prostitute. This girl who is singing and leading the song, she shouldn't be leading. The pastor is not spiritual. That's why all these people are leading. You see, it takes love to build a mega church. If you see a church of thousands of people, when the multitude followed Jesus, this multitude were people who had problems. And instead of learning from somebody who is exhibiting and manifesting love, you are rather judging, criticizing, commenting. That's why the Jews in their synagogues, they couldn't gather multitudes. In their synagogues, the people were not many. Yeah. It's only when Jesus comes around that people come. And when he moves into the wilderness, then people are following him. Why are they following him into the bush? And he can sit down morning till evening. And 4,000 people have been sitting from morning to evening with him, listening to him. And they are hungry and he feeds them. There was no cathedral or synagogue that could contain 4,000 people. That's what love does. Love gathers people. Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. When we manifest love amongst ourselves, it keeps people in the church. Yeah. Me, there are, you see, there are some people who have some way. You, you, they are very some way. Yeah. But I have learned not to cut off people. The only people that I am afraid to, to bring around me are people who bring divisions, who say things. And this person has done this, and this person has done this. No, 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 no. I'm afraid of you. And not somebody who has fornicated, somebody who has drunk. Somebody I've gone to sit with people that I'm witnessing and they are smoking. Yeah. And by the time I got up, I'm, I, I'm sure some of them went into my stomach. And my, 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 I, I felt that my walking had changed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if Jesus walks here and wants to win souls, where will he go to? Eh? He, will not, he may not come to this church because of the way you are. He will go to Senegambia. He will go to Kololi. He will go to places that, as for you, you're... Hey, you are so spiritual that you don't like to be around such places. We must learn to walk in love. 
but the fruit of the spirit is love. Sometimes to see a fruit, it takes a long time. I remember a mango tree was planted in our house. For eight years, nothing was coming. So I don't know whether my father was suggesting that we cut. I don't know what. And it has become big. Plenty leaves. It will shed leaves. Yeah. But when it started yielding, I mean, after some years, it started and the fruits were very nice. If you are in a hurry and you cut it off, you won't enjoy it. There was also a coconut tree that was planted in the house. It was there for a long time. At the point, my father said, this coconut tree, maybe it's, it's, it's a male or something. It doesn't, you see, it, it cannot bear fruit. And we remember after the first fruit that came from that coconut, up to today, I've never drank coconut that is as sweet as that. Yeah. Sometimes, when something takes long to blossom, and it does blossom, it's beautiful. Many of us should learn how to grow in love. See, learn to love people. The church is, 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 is built on love. Not fault finding. If we start looking at people's faults, me, I'll be the first person to go. Then you, you'll be the next one to follow me. Yeah. Because sometimes, do you know something? You, when you come to a church, sometimes if you're not careful... The first bad things you hear will be about the pastor from people in the church. If you don't meet the right people, they will tell this pastor, he, he likes some people, doesn't like some people. I was chatting with somebody. I said, you come to church, but I don't see you. Immediately we close, you disappear. She said, it is very difficult to see you. When, 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 I'm, when I want to see you, it's difficult. I said, I mean, how? You see, it is the person's mind. It is not difficult because there are some people, every day they will come to the office. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if something is difficult, eh, it's like you don't, see, you don't see people doing things. When you say you don't, you don't, something is difficult for you to do, you have to know that it is easy for somebody. And, and those are the people you learn from. But because we don't work in love with each other, I'm telling you, we can't change many things in our lives. And we rather blame others. Hmm? Everybody in this church must learn to work in love. Because when, they, when you enter a church and they say, wow, the church is nice, it is not because of the building. No. It's a people. There's a spirit. Every church has a spirit. They are, they are together. They believe in one thing. They, they flow. It must be something that, and that's how our church has been built by the prophet. All of us, we are some will. But he has, he has, he has given us room. Yeah. We make mistakes. We are not sacked. You are corrected. And when you are proud, some of you, you don't understand love. So, sometimes when some people are corrected, they, 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 they become angry. There are people that I've, I've spent time to talk to. And I know as I'm talking to this person, they won't understand. Because, they, you see, they don't know what love is. Yeah. 
Recently, I was, I was talking to a sister. I said, I was correcting her. And, and, and when I finished, I, I knew that. She doesn't understand what I was saying. I said, if you get up and you go, I will not be surprised that you will interpret what I said as hatred. Yeah. And since then, she has not come to church. Yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised. And I don't hate her. No. You see, open rebuke is better than secret love. Sometimes when you are doing something foolish, it has to be corrected. Me, I always tell people in this church, I am a product of rebuke. If people have not corrected me, I don't think I'll be here the way I am. I've been corrected and I like people who correct me. Yeah. I like people who correct me. When I listen to preaching, bishop preaching, hey, there are many things that I change because I see them as a direct rebuke. You shouldn't come to me and come and sit in front of me and say, you are not doing this, you are doing this, it's wrong, this, 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 no, no. When I listen to him from afar, because that's how it was when I was in the church as a normal Christian in the church, he didn't know me, I go and sit somewhere in the middle and when he's preaching, I say, he's speaking to me. He's not speaking to somebody. And some of the things that I will not hear from my father, I will not hear from anybody. I'm hearing from God's word. I'm hearing from a servant of God. And he's talking to me about my life. Because sometimes the word of God, he, it knows us more. It is only God's word that knows the thoughts and intents of your heart. So what you haven't said to anybody, God's word knows it. And so when we are preaching, you know that you are the one that God is speaking to. That's why some people in the church, sometimes they, 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 they get offended and say that you are using me to preach. There was a lady who said, I've used her to preach. Meanwhile, I don't know anything about her. She has never spoken to me about her life. She has never said anything to me about her life. But she assumed that what I was saying was about her. And she stopped coming to church for a long time. And then later when she came, she was bold enough to say that. I was like, she stopped coming because that's why. Yeah. I used her to preach. I don't know anything about you. You have never come to me. You have never spoken to me. Nobody has said anything to And you are not somebody that I've even known for a long time. You didn't even come as a serious member. You just come once, twice, come and introduce yourself. You are welcome. Sit down. And you are offended in th three messages. Mm. Yeah. What it means is that God is, God is the one who was speaking to you. Some of you who are sitting here, if you don't understand how to love God, how to love God's servant, you will be offended in us all the time. Yeah. Me, I've been rebuked. And I've loved the people that have, have rebuked me. I've been rebuked by Bishop Interfo. I've been rebuked by Bishop Eddie. I've been corrected. And, and I've seen that those things were a manifestation of love. I didn't become offended. I corrected it. But some people are not like that. Yeah. Christ is long-suffering to us what? Who believe? Why, why, is, why, why is that nature important? Why is that nature important? Hey, move, get up from there. Yeah. Why is that important? Because the way we are, the way our things are, if he always cuts us off, cuts us off, look at how he handled Peter. Somebody who can take a sword 
to catch somebody's ear because they are coming to catch you. So a little girl says that, ah, are you not one of uh, the followers? Say, me, la, ila, ila, la. <laughs> yeah. 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 But he loved him. He said, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. That's how it is. All of us are some way. If you follow, if you watch, there's a documentary about the disciples. Maybe one day we should watch it in church. You see that all of them, they were some way. But the way they were led and, and the love that was shown, it makes them look like some perfect people. We remember them for their works, not for their mistakes. That's what love does. It doesn't look at what you, it's like when we are talking about you, we shouldn't always say the bad things. Yeah. But it doesn't also mean that because we are not looking at you based on the wrong things you do, we shouldn't talk about it. We should correct you. Are you in the church? Beautiful. Number three. Walking in holiness requires a long fight. So you walk in love, you walk in holiness. Look at the scripture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. This is one of my favorite prayer scriptures in the Bible. And the very God of peace sanctify you, set you aside, holy, holy, totally. And I pray God, your whole spirit, your whole soul and body be preserved, be preserved, blameless. It means that God is interested in preserving us or making us holy until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you not in a fight in this body, in this soul? Some of you are wounded in your soul. You are, you are offended. You are bitter. You are hurt. Yeah. Your soul is contaminated. Some of you, your bodies are defiled. What you do with these bodies? What people do with these bodies? What you give your body to people to do? Yeah. You know it. Many sisters who are not mighty are not virgins. Your virginity was, your virginity was not broken through prayer meetings. It was not broken through pastoral visitations. It was not through evangelism. You know what you did. You know where you went to. You know who you allowed into your life. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you, your spirits, you have fellowship with strange people. You see, 
Any Christian, listen to me, relationships are spiritual in nature. You see, when the Bible instructs us that be not equally yoked with unbelievers, it is preserving your spirit. Because we are supposed to have communion, fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Our relationship with the Holy Spirit should be paramount. So, the people the Holy Spirit relates with are the people you also relate with. But some of you are not like that. You see, when you say, I mean, look, many of us, when we were not saved and born again, we used to think, I used to think, hey, so if you become a Christian, what does it mean? You won't drink. You won't go for party. You won't smoke. You won't chill. You won't hang out with these, your friends. Christianity is not nice. <laughs> you, you, you see, that's how your mind works. Yeah. That's how your mind works. Because you feel that some people find being holy like some bondage. Hey, no. It is not all. Rather, it is a better way. You are saved. Hey! It is a hard price to pay, but you have to. Yeah. Good things always come with a price. Yeah, even cheap things have value. Uh, they have a, a price. If you want to buy a fake iPhone, you get one. Yeah, with problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that not so? Yeah. Some of you have it. Black market, eh? Stolen. Somebody maybe you have got by the phone. It is somebody's phone that has been stolen. A, a woman was living in America, in Washington or New York. Somebody stole her phone and she went to find my iPhone. All the way, it was traced to Ghana, Accra. A spot and a shop. Pinpoint the location like that. This is where your phone has landed. (laughs) Yeah. And somebody was going to buy it. Or somebody would have bought it. Yeah. Mm. It's amazing. We should learn and understand that God's interest in us is to preserve us, to save us. When you preserve something, you, 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 you stop it from getting rotten. How do you preserve things, women? You put it in the fridge. Is that not so? You put salt, oil, even sugar is a preservative. Yeah. What else? You steam. I mean, when, some, when you want to keep something for a while, you know what to do. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. To preserve it. The reason why that word is used is because it is to be kept for a long time. So our body, our soul, our spirit are supposed to be preserved, kept in purity for a long time until Christ comes. And if Christ doesn't come and we die, we died in holiness. And we know that we will appear before him blameless and bold. If you die in your sins, hey, one sister was going to visit her boyfriend and she was sitting in a car. Every weekend she goes to have sex and comes back. And yeah, and she was sitting in a bus going and she, she, she was asleep. 
And she had a dream that she was falling into a pit. And going down with speed. And, and there was darkness and there was heat and there was a bad smell. And she began to scream. She was going to hell. And as she screamed, the screaming came out live in the bus. Yeah. Because hmm. people are always living in sin. That's right. Some of you, your struggle, there are some sisters. Oh. Any boy who says, I love you, you also love him back. Yeah. You are very generous. <laughs> you are very kind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One brother went to live in an area. And he met a girl in the area. A woman called him and said, look, as you have come, I'm this girl, don't bring her to your room. All the boys in this area have slept with her. Yeah. She was not destroying the lady. She was saving the guy. It was true. Yeah. Because that's, that's, it's like she sleeps with anybody for anything at all. Yeah. He's a helper of the joy of the boys in the area. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I've met people who are Christians who struggle in their bodies to resist men. There are sisters who sometimes allow uh, uh, married men to give them things. Sometimes people come under pressure. They want this, they want this. And then somebody who has the money and the power comes into their lives and then, oh, they go for it. It's difficult for people to walk in holiness. Yeah. But we have to fight it all. Even though the scripture says that God is going to preserve us. You see, when you are preserved, it means that you also have to, there's something you have to do about it. There's something that you have to do about it. Are you happy? Yes. Yeah. Walking in holiness also involves fighting the flesh. As for this flesh, sister, you got to. Brother. And staying away from covetousness, greed, bad eye, envy. You want something you are not ready to afford. You can't afford it, but you are doing it. You see somebody who's working, your salary is $4,000. You are buying hair, one hair, $1,005. Eh? Eh, eh, that one is the cheap one. If you, if you earn 4000 and you buy the you buy uh, hair, hair loan, 1005 you are you are stupid. And some even go for the, yeah, they want, yeah. You see that what you have bought is more than your salary. Yeah. The, uh, you, you won't pay tithe. You don't contribute. When we say give $100 here a month as your contribution to healing Jesus, you look at us and you, you smile and you shake your head. Yeah. 
a boy, foolish boy, is celebrating birthday, you go and order cake, $3,000. Somebody who hasn't married you. Well, as a married woman, whether they give us $3,000, dollars cake, we don't need it. Eh? That's all what shows. If my wife doesn't give me a cake on my birthday, I'm never bought. Because it's not a cake that shows me that, hey, what is a cake? Even when she buys it, I don't, I'm, I say, this one is waste. Because the cake, you see that they will do different cakes. What you eat, eh? Oh. Small one like this, oh. Like a teaspoonful. That's all. That's all. Yeah. I remember years ago, people used, I don't know whether they still do it, but when we were young, people used to buy expensive cars. Cards. Sometimes when you see the cost of one card, a birthday card that somebody has bought for you. Birthday card. Hallmark cards. Hey! The card alone. When you finish, me, look. W- let me advise you. Never buy a birthday card for me. And when you buy it, the, the, sometimes I don't even open it. If I open it, immediately I destroy it. Because if, if I, I have to keep them, I don't know. It will be a library. Yeah. And the cars are expensive. I mean, I don't know now. Hallmark, are they still around doing cards? They have really grown. Wow. And buy it online. They won't give it to you for free. Yeah, they are known for cats. And then there's another one. Is it Simon Elvin? Hey, people know it too. Sometimes you open a card and then the card has some designs inside. Hey, some paperwork. Then you put it on your table with the things. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, when you open, oh yeah, you sing. You see, listen to me. Be, let's be wise. When 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 you are preserved, you your walk with God will will teach you the things that are relevant in life and the things you should spend on. Me, I'm happy for the church that I belong. You know, because you see. I, I, there are many things that I have fallen in love with because of the kind of leadership that is provided by a bishop. And I, I, my life has become very simplified. Because I mean, that's how I want to be. I, mean, I don't like, I don't, I say to myself, I don't need to impress anybody. Why? Why should I impress you? What for? After I impress you, what will happen? Yeah. There's no need to impress anybody. Sometimes we are in competition in the church. You see people dressing not because they, 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 are, they are seriously coming to God. They want to show off. When you are coming to church, you have dressed your bottles. You have put your bottles in, in trousers that you have tied. Hair. And as you are standing there, the brother who is standing behind you, he can't even look on the screen. Praise and worship. As we are dancing, and the, and the words are on the board, and he has to be watching the board. He's, he, he's, he's like that. 
It's like that. This is how we, this is how I praise you. That, hey. When you are preserved, you see, you live a holy life. Everything you do, you think, does God approve of this? Your, your taste will change. Yeah. Your taste will change. You see, one of the signs that I changed was my dressing. I was, me, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't wear suits. Wear tie. Oh. You know my dressing jeans, khaki, boots, sneakers, long sleeves without closing buttons. <laughs> yeah. Happy. And even the walking, it has to change. <laughs> it is an important thing for God. You see, holiness, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness exalts a nation. When they say you are righteous, it means you do what is pleasing and right before God. You are a holy person. You are right. That's who a holy person is. Abraham was righteous before God. Yeah. We need it. The church needs people who are holy, conscious of holiness. You are so conscious of your dressing. You are so conscious. Hey. It's like those are the only things. Who many, you, that means you are very carnal. And when you are like that, it's difficult to raise you up. It's like want to pull you on the hill. You want to go in the valley. How, how will it? Yeah. We are climbing and everybody is going up. But as for you, you want to go down. Yeah, you are sliding down. Because hmm? there is a journey. God is leading us to himself. He is preparing us unto himself. Don't follow people who love the world, who love pleasure, who live in sin. And find it difficult. It's like, some people say, how can you be a Christian? They say, you won't drink. It's like you're a man, you don't drink, you fall sick. One, one, one guy used to say that. If you're a man, you don't drink alcohol. You have uh, ants in your stomach. Uh, you drink Fanta. All you drink is Fanta and Coca-Cola and uh, uh, what? Wonjo. Yeah, you get worms. I don't know which science teacher taught him such things. Yeah. You have to, you have to take, because Paul said a little stomach, uh, a little alcohol for your stomach's sake. Even spiritual people know that a little wine is, is good for your stomach. Then you have made yourself whatever. Jesus Christ, the wine that he turned, the water he turned to wine. Do you know what it was? You see, they use all kinds of things to, to encourage people to drink. So there are many Christians who are drunkards. Yeah. I mean, I've been in this church that I've, I've, I've met people in church who have come and they are blowing fuse. 
And it's not from communion. Our communion does <laughs> Because when you, when you, look, when you do such things, you attract friends and get into things that you shouldn't get into. And I've seen some people who have stopped because I spoke to them about it. And I've seen some people who don't stop. And it, it affects them. One brother, some years ago, he is, he is, he is prosperous. He is rich. He doesn't have financial problems. And he likes to drink. He feels happy then he, he has been able to gather friends in the church who meet in his house Saturday morning to go and play football. When they finish, they eat, they quaff. And Sunday, they will come to church. Yeah. Then, when we got to know, we spoke to him about it, and then he was able to stop. But the followers. <laughs> yeah. And he has stayed in the church up to today and grown and become mature in the things of God and is prosperous and financing and supporting things. But the other people couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't. Follow this one here. Follow this one here. Follow me, they go. Follow me, they go. Carry me, they go. Then before you see, they can't even come to church. Because there are some of these things, when you continue, you can't serve God. Hmm? You can't serve God. We have to be careful. Last one for tonight. Number four. Becoming an anointed person requires a long fight. How long did the disciples walk with Jesus? Three years, three and a half years. And they were with him. When the Jews rose up against him in hatred, anger, and killed him. And all of them disappeared. I mean, it wasn't a simple thing. No. The, the hatred that was stirred up against Jesus, that caused him to be crucified, was so much that all his followers also scattered. Peter and all these people. Peter, do you remember what Peter said? I go what? I'm going back to my old business. Oh, he did. And Jesus came there to come and do a miracle. Then he realized that mm, it must be the Lord. Yeah, he's back. Yes. It's not easy. If you are around in the church, we have to understand something. Every church, every member, your ability to fulfill what God has put before you is related to the anointing that is upon your life. And the anointing is not only for a pastor. No. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts 1 8. Jesus was speaking to the disciples. And he was telling them what they are supposed to do. And what everybody who believes in him is supposed to do. He had, he had, he had been talking about this whilst he was alive. In Matthew chapter 18, Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, he spoke about it. 
in Mark 16. He spoke about Mark 16, 15. He spoke about it. And then, after he has resurrected, he said to them, you are going to preach and become witnesses in Jerusalem, where you are, in Judea, in the outer cities, and in Samaria, in the outskirts, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Far away places. But do you know what? You will receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost, the one who brings the anointing, comes upon you. And they had to be there for how many days? Eh? Yeah. 21 days. So, uh, waiting. Waiting. They went nowhere. We went to Israel. We were shown there. Is it the upper room? Yeah. Where they were. And it was said 120 people were gathered there. 120 people in a room that window is some small window up there. So it's not easy. Yeah. Husbands, responsible people, all of them are there. There's a price. Anybody who wants to walk with the Lord must be prepared for a long-term relationship. But you must understand that your relationship also requires a fight, a commitment. You need it. Because if you want to become a doctor, I'm telling you, you don't, you don't go to medical school first year. Even if you are the best after first year, you will never qualify. You have to finish. Sometimes you may not be the first person in the class, but you, 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 you have passed all the same. You see? You have passed all the same. And, and sometimes those who, do, who, who, don't, who are not first in class sometimes even do well on the field more than those who are first in class. Because yeah. their academic knowledge is different. Yeah. The church walks with the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And once we walk with the Holy Spirit, we must have him. We need him. And you see, even for people who are around, who are important, that you need something from, you don't just... This is, there are some people, you, 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 you follow them for a long time before you get something. Sometimes you can have an uncle who is rich, who is prosperous, who can help you, but it's not just one day. It's a lo- sometimes you go through life many years after, before he sees that he has to help you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Help comes. But sometimes it doesn't come at the time you want it. The Holy Spirit has been given to the church to help us. But he may not necessarily appear and begin to function in our lives at the time you expect it. Wasn't there some of you, you are not anointed, but you want to go and do things. You want to achieve things. You see, ask yourself, if even you have to prosper, God told the Jews, I give thee power. To get well, what the, I give you my presence and my, my wisdom and everything about me to make you prosper. So even to make money, it is it is it is it is it is the anointing. That's why some of you, eh, if you don't desire and and wait on God and pay the price, even to prosper is a problem. That's why some of you have not prospered because. Little, little opportunities you get, you think that that is it. Isn't it? I see people in the church, one job, they stop coming to work. One guy, he was going to buy a car. 
he, he wanted a, a car to run, use it as a taxi business, and, and to take people around or whatever it is. And he didn't have the money. He came to me. I should pray with him. Somebody has promised him. I said, all right. We prayed. We believed God. Then he, he would come out tell me. He was giving me updates. Then he was there. Somebody called him that there's a car. Somebody wants to sell. The person is traveling and the price is this. Then he asked me. I said, hey, go and check. Go and find a mechanic. Let him go and check the car. If it's in a, in a good condition, I think the price is okay. And then whatever you have deposited, it will lock the person up. He did this. Within two months or so, he had a car. He brought the car to church. Called me. He wanted me to, he, to dedicate it even some, I think some Monday morning, early morning, he called me. Say Monday morning, I should come and dedicate your car for you. Say, but today is my Sabbath. Come to church the following evening. He came on an evening service. Sat here. Finished. Went down. Went to pray for the car. Up to today, he hasn't come to church. He's, he's not busy. He's not busy. Just one car. You see, when you are not anointed, that's how you behave. <laughs> you, you don't appreciate your relationship with God. So, when you get a little opportunity, you jump. That's it. That's why some of you, even when you get a beloved and you stop coming to church, it shows you are not anointed. You get a job, you stop coming to church. You are not anointed. We have stayed in the church. We have gotten jobs. We have gotten wives. We have gotten children. We have stayed. Yeah. 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 It's a long fight. Think about it. You want something from God? If he gives you that thing, are you ready to be with him so that he will add more things? Anybody, you see, one of the signs of the anointing on the church members is their ability to stay in the church for a long time. Yeah. It's a power. Because it preserves you. It doesn't, when you are anointed, you are not taken out. You, no, nothing separates, what shall separate us from the love of God? Neither height, neither death. It's like, no matter the problems, we have had problems in, the, in our lives, so. And some of the problems that we have had, people have had it and they've left the church. It's not that the church has caused problems too. But their own mistakes and their own decisions have brought problems and they're overwhelmed and they, can't, they just leave the church. Yeah. We too, we have gone through the same things but we are still here. Why? Because there is something that is precious, far more weightier in our lives than any opportunity that God presents to us. If he takes our job, we are still here. If he takes our businesses, we are still here. If he takes our wives, we are still here. If he takes our children, we are still here. That's why you see a bishop who has lost his son, who, who's, who is coming to do a program, and he's standing there, and he has heard that the previous day his first son has died, and he's preaching, and, and God is using him to perform miracles. It's an anointed person. Yeah. It's an anointed person. He doesn't use his problems as a measure of relating with God. But some of you, small problem, you stay in your house. That's why you see fools who say, Amy, I don't come to church. Nobody comes to look for me. You are not anointed. That's why you want somebody to come and look for you. 
Ever since I joined the church, nobody has come to visit me to ask me, why didn't you come to church? Sometimes when I visit people and they tell me, oh, my ear was itching me. I mean, can you imagine? Your ear was itching you. That's why you didn't come to church. Yeah. No, you see. (laughs) Yeah. It's, It's an insult. You can never, your boss at work can never come to visit you and, and then you said, I didn't come to her because my ear was itching. That's, that's the end of your job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need the anointing. One of the things that will preserve you in your relationship with the Lord is the coming of the Holy Spirit upon your life. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses. Your ability to stand and to do something with your life for God is dependent on the anointing that comes upon your life. And everybody must believe God. Anybody who sits in this church must pray for the Holy Spirit to come upon you. And you will know it when he has come. I'm telling you. Yeah, you will know it. You will know it. Yeah, you will know it. There are several things that make me know that God has given me something. Yeah. That's why the church, I love it. That's why even when something is not working and you're not getting results at the time you expect it, you don't give up. Keep fighting because somebody has called you. Somebody is doing the work. He says that he is the, what? He's the Lord of the harvest. We are laborers. And who gives who? You are a laborer. You, you, what do you do? You receive wages. Just do your part. Do your part. Your salary hasn't come. But your master is a good man. Sometimes I feel that when we are waiting on God and believing for some things to happen at a certain time and it doesn't happen, it is because our hearts must be really prepared. Because if we are not careful, we will be proud at the wrong time. Some of you sisters, you should be happy that today nobody says you are beautiful. Because if, if everybody finds you beautiful by now, oh, you have been damaged. Mm. Yeah. When I was in school, there was, there was a lady who became, after school, in, in school, they used to call her a certain name. It's like she was very hairy, you see, very hairy and some quiet girl B who doesn't talk and, you know, they, they were using, I don't want to use the name they, they, they were calling her. It's like, make her feel some way. Yeah. But later, after school, she went for Miss Ghana something, won a pageant. Today, when you see her, those who are calling her those names, go and look at them. They can't go near it is good that at school they didn't see her that way. The, the bad boys would have eaten her up. Hmm? <laughs> bad boys would have eaten her up. As for you, you, all you want is to hear somebody say, you are beautiful. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Even fools can see beautiful girls. And so, when you see a boy tell you that you are beautiful, don't be, don't let it go to your head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, prepare for a long fight. 
one day, listen to me, all of you, listen to me. One day, you will be having a weekday service. And your members will be 100 people. Yeah. <laughs> one day, you'll be having a prayer meeting in your church. And your attendance will be 200. You'll be having miracle services in your church. But it's a long fight. Today, don't give up on anything. Though thy beginning be small, thy latter end should greatly, should greatly, should greatly, should greatly. I see increase coming upon your life. I see increase in your ministry. I see love growing around you. Many people will be walking in love around you. In your home, there will be the manifestation of love. Every seed of bitterness and, and, and contention shall be taken away. You shall walk in uprightness and in true holiness. The Lord shall find you delightful and shall have communion with you because you have been preserved unto him. May you grow in the Lord. May you become strong. May you receive an anointing, an anointing to stay strong, to preserve yourself and to keep fighting on. You will never give up. You will never turn your back on the Lord. You will fight till the end. There is no little door or little favor that will take you away from the Lord. But you shall be steadfast, unmovable, unshakable, always abounding in the faith. Because you are anointed. No matter what you go through in life, you will be strong in the Lord. No matter what affliction comes upon you, you will remember this, that the Lord delivers his own from every affliction. And if the Lord be for you, who shall be against you? Receive that strength right now. In the name of Jesus. Everybody just lift your hands and speak to him. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Speak to him. Thank him. Yes. Thank him. Receive a blessing this evening. Receive understanding this evening. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The Lord touch you. The Lord bless you. The Lord preserve you. Preserve you. Blameless. Your whole body. Your whole spirit. Your whole soul. Until the coming of Christ. If the Lord is prepared to do this forever. Why will you also not meet him halfway and say. I will not let myself be overcome by issues. I will not let myself fall away from the Lord. For he has committed himself to me forever. And I will also do same. He said to Joshua, I will never leave you nor forsake you. God is not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. Even though today Joshua is not walking on the earth with us, he is with the Lord. For that promise is still fulfilled. I will never leave you nor forsake you. There is one that is thinking about us whilst we are on earth. And he has prepared a place for us whilst we are, it is over with us. That's why he's preserving our spirit, our soul, and our body. If this body is lying uh, uh, lifeless, there is another life that is in us that shall not perish, that will not be quenched, and the Lord himself will be our Lord. Thank him right now. Say to yourself, I'm going to fight to stay faithful. I'm going to fight to stay committed. I'm going to fight to be holy, to do what is right. I'm going to fight to walk in love and to overcome unforgiveness. I'm going to fight to preserve myself in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you. Yes, we give you every glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
Everybody just close your eyes. Every hand down. You are here tonight. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to say, Pastor, this evening, I realize and I see that I'm far away from the Lord. I've not been walking the way I should be. And tonight, I want to take this step. I want to walk to the Lord. I want to say, Lord, forgive me. Every sin that has cut me off, every fear that has tormented me, I'm running to you, Lord, tonight to receive strength, to receive salvation, to receive renewal, and to receive the outpouring of your spirit to help me and to preserve me. You want to give your life to Jesus tonight? Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you wherever you are. Yes, lift up your right hand. God bless you. You want to say, Pastor, help me. You are here as well. You want to say, Pastor, I realize that I've been falling apart. I've been going backward. I've not been growing in the Lord. But tonight, I've made that decision. I've taken that step. And I want to run to you. You are here. Lift up your hand. I want to pray with you wherever you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you every honor. Lord, help us. For we can't do these things with our strength. But with you, Lord, we know all things are possible. Therefore, the battles in the body, the battles in the soul, the battles in the spirit, which we are unable to fight, Lord, give us the strength with the coming of your Holy Spirit to preserve us, Lord, for the long fight ahead. We bless you. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? You may be seated, everybody. Hallelujah. God bless you. Wonderful. Beautiful. We want to take our offerings.